Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our sponsors, BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me for another handicapping adventure. This one will be 12 games deep for Thursday, March the 23rd. It's my friend, Nick Martin. And Nick will start, as always, at the top with our favorite underdogs. Had some luck go our way with our joint favorite underdog from Tuesday's show as your Washington Capitals were up 3-0, 4-2, and had a lead with one minute left in the game, uh, 6-5 lead, and ended up losing in overtime. So I think we were probably owed one of those uh, from the season, and, and we got it in spades. Uh, but the Blue Jackets don't play on Thursday, unfortunately. But the Washington Capitals do. So that's where I'm going again. Uh, this line is very similar to what we saw with the Blue Jackets. And Capitals on Tuesday night. This one is the Blackhawks. They're plus two two oh five in DC. The Caps minus two forty five. The over under six and a half. If the Capitals were healthy and maybe hadn't made some a bunch of moves to deplete their roster, I think this line makes a ton of sense. Maybe it should be even uh, a little bit higher, but that's not the case. This Capitals team is going to be without John Carlson, most likely still without Nick Jensen, likely still. Um, they're, they're just banged up all over the place. They traded away uh, a bunch of their players at the deadline. So the depth's not there. The goaltending's not been good. Darcy Kemper day-to-day still. Who knows if he's back? But uh, you can't tell me. You, you, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. You can definitely tell me you don't want to bet the Blackhawks here because nobody wants to bet the Blackhawks here. But you you can't tell me that they're not the, the value side and, and what is a matchup that really jumped out at me. Yeah, I still think Washington is being overvalued here. We'll see who they get. I think if they get Kemper back, that makes a big difference. You framed up that Columbus game pretty pro caps because, yes, they led a lot. But outside of the first, it was really ugly first from Columbus. They took a bit to settle in. But once they did, they were generating a ton of chances. Like, I was already prepared to come on here and be like, well, I think it was actually kind of the right take, even though it missed. Like, I think odds considered that you know, Columbus generated a lot. They led on high danger chances. And I thought that it started to show as the game wore on how easily that some of those guys were getting elite looks. So yeah, I think the caps right now are going to be overvalued a lot. I've been fading them a lot the last two weeks. A, a ton of the positives that were going on with this team aren't right now. Um, the Trevor Van Riemsdyk injury hurts. We'll see if he comes back. That's the thing. They could have Jensen, TVR, both back. That helps the defense core a lot. I also actually rate Columbus above Chicago at this point, which is pretty surprising to to many. But I think if they played a seven game series tomorrow, I'd actually like Columbus quite a bit in that. Um, so that those are kind of my thoughts there. But I still think it's a really solid take, and the Caps are going to continue to be overvalued. And like that game was pretty big for Washington. It was OV night. Uh, they were still probably in their heads thinking they're a little in the playoff race if they went on some crazy tear. So maybe you see a bit of a letdown spot here where it's just, you know, the season's over. Everyone knows it now. So I think it's not only a letdown spot, but if you're Peter Laviolette, let's say Jensen, TVR, Kemper, 
they were kind of like, yeah, they could play tonight, but a couple days more off, a couple more days off would help. Well, they play the the Penguins on Saturday, and they'll have a chance to possibly, depending on how Pittsburgh's game against Colorado on Wednesday, and then their game Thursday against the Stars go, like end the season of their biggest rival too, right? So that yeah, Penguins, that'll be the Caps Cup, right? Exactly. So like you could you you could see them be you know, oh, we'll give them an extra a breather here against the the, the Blackhawks, and and try, hopefully. That, that national TV game on Saturdays is when they do come back. I think yeah. that's when they're targeting Carlson back as well. And to talk like Laviolette, that's another problem that I think is going on with their team right now is he's at the end of his run, I think. Everyone knows. And it seems like there's maybe some stuff coming to a head with just everything going around the room, which has t- typically been a really, really good environment. Everything with this organization and players that have been there say really, really positive things about how everything is run. It seems like maybe right now that that's not exactly the case where there is some, some real negative energy and, and stuff going on. So we'll see. Like I, yeah, I mean, I can't see myself backing the caps much for the rest of the year, at least not until they're starting to be priced as like a true non-playoff team, which is really what they are at this point. Uh, yeah. Back in 2004, the Islanders or three, the Islanders surprised everybody by follow, firing Peter Laviolette for falling out with, Michael Pekka, who then was traded very quickly after that. So uh, it's not wouldn't be the first time that Laviolette, who who's credit to him, been around the league for a while now, has, seems to have a shelf life. Um, we could talk about your favorite underdog now, a guy who's near and dear to our heart. Didn't come through for us on Tuesday night in our anytime goal score round robin. Maybe we'll throw one together here too. And we'll start with him. Uh, but we did hit Simon Holmstrom. He was plus 550. And then... Uh, Mangiapane was, I think I saw him at 240, 265, something like that. Uh, so two out of the five at, at decent prices. So maybe we're percolating on this. So why not stay with it? Uh, but we'll let you start with your your underdog pick, uh, our man. Jacob Verona. So I've been spraying on this nightly, and I'm happy with that because it's been working out well. And it seems like the days that I've either put in an article or on the pod are the ones that he hasn't scored. But I think if you want to go back to over two and a half shots and any time goal, they're both going to be really good plays. He looked inspired versus Detroit. I think he was really up for that game. He had five shots on goal, one attempt. He was creating a lot. He got slightly more minutes. I think he was at 16 and a half. But if anything, he should be. I think maybe Berube is a little scared to lower the minutes of some of these bets. But I think he deserves more than that. If anything, he should get at least that, which is great for this prop and the rate that he continues to score at. So I think Verona's looking lethal lately. I'm still happy to go back to this. If he gets a chance, he's going to put it in. So give me Verona. And I and the other thing, like Detroit, that game was probably a little more open than the score said, I thought. And um, so it's not like this is a bad matchup beyond just the fact that he's going to want to continue playing well with Detroit. It just seems like he's picking up his confidence. His game's getting into a good place. So I like it. Give me Verona to score. No, I have no thoughts on, on the game outside of that. Uh, so we can kind of just quickly touch on, you have anything blues wings, nope. blues plus plus one fifteen on the road. All right. Now we'll look at the big board. Like I said, pretty busy night, dozen games in the NHL. We'll start with the wild and flyers. Flyers did the Islanders and penguins a huge favor. Uh, with a win over the Florida Panthers and Alex Lyon on Tuesday night. And now they'll look to slow down the Minnesota Wild, who are minus 155. In Philly, Flyers plus 135. The over-under six. The Wild are on this crazy rip. 
think it's like 13 of 15 or so, 13 of 16 uh, wins. But so many of them are these like tight overtime shootout wins that it's 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 coming down to goaltending. We touched on it the last episode, and uh, they got another overtime win against the Devils uh, on the road. We both like New Jersey in that one. I would not go near Minnesota here. We'll see if this price gets big enough on on Philly. Uh, but that yeah, I think it's look. The, the Flyers are nothing for sure. Especially just you teed it up really well. Mini hasn't been. They kind of had that one blowout win over St. Louis on uh, Wednesday when it was 6-3 after the whole Bennington incident and all the penalties and so on. But even early in that game, it didn't look like they were going to pull away. And it, that's kind of been so consistent with all of their games recently yeah. where they've been really tight. So it's scary because it's Philly and they're not not so hot. But <laughs> I don't really like thinking about like backing Minnesota at this price when it's hard to fully differentiate what's kind of good luck, what's incredible goaltending, but it just seems to me if you're going to back that offense eventually. And then the other thing I should note, Flurry in particular, I think is going to regress. We have, we've seen yes. over the last couple of years, like he's not this good anymore. And maybe this is a Flurry start. I know like Gustafsson's killing it. I would still think he's the starter for game one of the playoffs, but the starts have been pretty evenly split lately. And Flurry's been in theory in better form. So I think that's another concern is like backing this number if it ends up being a flurry start as well. Speaking of incredible goaltending, the Ottawa Senators are plus 125 hosting Tampa Lightning or minus 145, the over under six and a half. The Senators go back to back. They beat the Penguins 2-1 in regulation on a 47-48 save effort from Dylan Ferguson in his first NHL start. He had got like a 10-minute cameo uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights like four years ago. And then uh, Mad Sogard, with an inspired effort, I guess, against the Bruins, he got outshone by Linus Olmark at the end, but he was fantastic. Uh, So I actually think, once again, you got to monitor the goaltending with with Tampa. Uh, You got to kind of keep an eye on on bodies coming in and out of the lineup as well. I think this is probably the, the start of them. If guys are just even dealing with like a little bit of a, an issue like they'll start sitting them. I don't think they'll have any problem with it. Uh, but I I wonder if the market's pricing Ottawa a little overrating them a little bit too much on based on what the goaltending's been giving them. Cause like, I don't trust Matt Sogard still. Like he was great the other night. I don't trust Dylan Ferguson. I thank him for what he did to the Penguins. Cause that was really helpful for the Islanders. But I mean, it's still scary. Yeah. I actually think this could set up as a pretty good spot to play the over because I don't believe that Ottawa's goaltending is going to hold up the way it has, especially versus Tampa. But I still, I like the Senators attack a lot and they could break through. I had originally thought this could be an Elliott game, especially seeing him sit versus Montreal and with Boston on the weekend and with Carolina Tuesday. But my question is maybe if they're just like, well, let's just try and get two points here and then figure those out later, I guess. Um, So that's something to watch. The Elliott starts got to be soon you'd think with how they're going to be coming yeah so i think that's something i'd be scared of getting on tampa at the the prices that are available today and early in the morning because that's a pretty horrible ticket to have once they confirm elliot and then you've lost all the value um so yeah that's kind of my thoughts there just lean towards the over i think those two senators games this week could kind of be the anomaly with how senators games would normally go with a weak starter in the net and with their offense and the Pittsburgh game in particular, I know a lot of people are on the over in that probably could have broken open 
Like there's a lot of missed chances, even by the senators. Senators too, yeah. A lot more. Yeah. So a couple posts and if you had that in that game, that kind of sucks because I actually think it was definitely a lot more reasonable than it looked when the finals three two. Uh yeah, I think uh you're right. I, I it, the goaltending matchup in this one could could end up being just really funny. Uh it could be like yeah, Brian Elliott versus Dylan Ferguson and hell, maybe Ferguson goes on a run. Also, I mean the senators not their young team and they they want to get up for games no matter what like they're they're very slim slim hopes to make the playoffs but yeah, let's say they sure. win this one they pull the upset and Florida loses uh they're only 4 points out so it's like this 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 is still a team that's not this is not a team on the beach and to talk Tampa like it's so hard to decipher what's kind of meaningful con- concern versus what's not like their defense scores had a really hard time under pressure recently they're not breaking out overly well headman's not looking great i know that always takes heat because he's so good and then you know a month from now we could be in the playoffs and he's dominating but it's hard like there is some real concern there and then that's always scary to think like you're you're backing teams because of what they have been and it seems like that's still going on a little bit with tampa they had the two uh solid wins over new jersey but it's still been kind of shaky overall i think so yeah, and I'm really, I'm really just interested watching Tampa right now, like trying to figure out kind of what they're going to be before we get into the playoffs. Yeah, they, they're interesting because they've, they've basically they played all right five on five. I think they're starting to play that kind of more. This is like what drives me, you know, nuts about them. Both when when my team, the Islanders, have played them, or trying to handicap them, whatever it is, like they're they just like go through these phases where they're a completely different team. And I don't mean like, Oh, they were, they were great last night. And then they played, like put up a dud on the next night. I mean, like now, right now they're playing this kind of low event stodgy style of hockey. Whereas, you know, you could probably find times during this season where they played like stretch of 10, 12 games where they'll go back and forth with teams. And it's just, they're, they're just so peculiar. And I mean that as a compliment. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, the, I just but, I try not to even like worry. But I, I almost that, ignore them. I think the thing that's interesting this year, though, relevant to that, because I've always fully defended it. That and even this year, I've said like, well, their little losing streaks don't matter. But my question is, how much worse is this decor going to be when it matters? They don't have McDonough, who is an absolute stud for them in every postseason run, and it's starting to look a little more meaningful. Maybe Hedman's regression is is something significant. So I don't know why he's playing. Honestly, I would have just yeah shot him. But yeah, so it's weird I on did, that front, and that's those are kind of the questions that'll be really interesting when they get into their series with Toronto. Uh, we'll get to the Leafs in a little bit. The Habs and the Bruins, Montreal coming off a win over the Lightning. Uh, Habs are plus three thirty in Beantown. Bruins are minus four ten. The over under six and a half. Nothing for me. Yeah, I didn't really have anything there. Rangers and Canes now. Uh, they played on Tuesday night at the Garden. Now they go to Raleigh. Um, Carolina gets the 3-2 win. I thought Carolina was the better team, deserved it. Shesterkin was overall pretty good, uh, but he he did have one maybe he wanted to have back. But other than that, I think Carolina could have won that game by a couple more uh, if, if, if Igor was not – or was in like – what we saw was playing at the level we saw earlier from him this season. Uh, the blue shirts are plus 125. I think that's actually pretty interesting price on them on the road. I guess the team they matched up well against for, for years now. So it'll probably be the Rangers for me, if anything. 
Yeah, I lean Rangers. I thought they were a good play in that Tuesday game. And that was kind of accepting that I thought Carolina might own a little more of the play and the chances and that New York kind of had the abilities to suppress that. And I managed to take a rare double loss because I tried to hedge my Rangers bet with a live tie bet and <laughs> thinking that if it got knotted up again, that I'd probably be safe to get it over time and then being greedy, hoping that the Rangers would then win in turn three. So that was stupid on my part, but I think a lot of the same narratives like hold true. It's going to be hard for Carolina to own much more of the game than that. So that's interesting. I also think depending if they don't move the, the number much, Shesterkin over 29 and a half, maybe it'll be 30 and a half because of how that game went saves. We threw that one out there on the pod Monday and that cashed like two minutes into the first. And I think that's just going to be another really solid play. They're going to need to bump it up a lot for me to be scared off of, of that one. So we'll see. It seems like there has been in the NHL this year. And as the seasons were on, the odds makers are starting to do a bit of a better job taking like the incredibly obvious numbers off the board where it's like, they just didn't adjust that enough and they didn't adjust it for what's happening. Like I think, Tonight's game, I was disappointed. I wanted to get Bowen Byron props with Kale McCarr out. Well, they waited until McCarr was officially announced out and then uh, posted the props. So this wasn't like a lot of the other, like you wouldn't see that most years. Usually they'd just be like, oh, okay, well, let's just throw the same old Byron numbers out. Like whatever, it probably only gets this much. So it's a little disappointing seeing that going on in the NHL because some of like the most obvious props are seemingly getting moved more which makes uh, predicting them a day in advance a little more tricky as well. Slow down, bookmakers. Maybe it's just because football's over, so they've got more time on their hands to, to focus on our cute little sport over here. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Uh, the Calgary Flames are minus 140, minus 135. Uh, Against the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, this one's in Calgary, in your backyard. The over-under is six and a half. It's, it's just wild to me. This is wild. This is going to catch so many people off guard, I think, this price. And like so many people who only look at records heavily. And even then, I would have guessed this game was like, pick them. Maybe slight favor for Calgary. 
I think it'll catch a lot of those people off guard. But Vegas really hasn't been as dominant as their record the last bit. And I think that's part of it. Everybody knows Calgary's better than their record. We uh, That graphic going around Twitter was pretty popular this week. The Flames lead the league in posts hit. They lead the league in losses decided by one goal. Losses, or sorry, in games decided by one goal. Losses in one goal games. Post hit. Zero third period comeback wins. 21 losses when out shooting opponents by 10. So I think those are the factors when we talk about Calgary being a little underrated. Maybe that is what it is, but I'm not trying to make a case to bet on them in this game because clearly the odds makers are giving them a lot of respect with the the price here versus Vegas. But I think those are just some of the factors. And a lot of people say things like, oh, well, if, if they're better, they should have just figured all those things out. But that's not exactly how it works obviously you need some puck luck you talk about like leading in post shootout losses even if they had a 500 record in shootout i've been making this case they'd be ahead of winnipeg so or in shootouts in overtime so there's a lot of things that talk about yeah calgary's been a lot worse than last year but a ton of it has been bad luck which is ironic because like traditionally i would never endorse this flames team i think there's a lot of those years they made the playoffs and i'd be trying to tell people here that i thought they weren't what they what people thought they were so anyways i think that's some of the thinking behind what is a surprising price here and i think a, a ton of people will be like how do i not just slam vegas at this number yeah i'm interested to see where that line goes um i kind of like uh barbashev as an anytime goal scorer he's not shooting like a crazy amount but he's he's had i think eight shots in his last three games he's generally a, a good finisher he, i mean he had that crazy run last year he's getting first line minutes and uh, so he'd he'd be my shout here to to throw in with Rana. I'll add a couple more as we get down uh, the list here, including one uh, in pens and stars. Uh, Ka- Pittsburgh's playing on Wednesday night in Colorado. We're recording before that, so who knows you know how that goes? Pittsburgh's looked just they, like their process has looked fine, but it's the stylistic matchup versus Colorado. I think might make it get ugly because Pittsburgh's being forced to play a much more loose game than they they'd want and they're now now missing Jan Ruda, Jeff Petrie, Dmitry Kulikov and uh Marcus Pedersen. None of them are needle movers on their own in a vacuum, but that's four out of your top six defensemen. Tyler Fadoon played the other night, first NHL game in like two thousand since two thousand nineteen. Thought he was all right against the Senators. I mean everyone was 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 pretty good. Um for Pittsburgh. Yeah and I like Joseph too more than some of the yeah, guys. And he, so like, that's the one so, yeah, so it's like your your top four is gonna look like Chris Letang, P.O. Joseph, Brian Dumoulin, and either you know Chad Ruedel or Mark Friedman and Tyler Fadoon, whoever ends up in. So you look at it like I think P.O. Joseph's been fine this season. Letang is great. Dumoulin's been terrible, and then you know it's just it's really hard to make a case here, uh, but I do think that this might be the bottom of the market. Uh, for Pittsburgh, so I'm I'm a little weary uh, to back Dallas as a as this big a favorite. Yeah, I think like some of the things. So obviously, there's some legitimate concerns with the Penguins, but they have shot abnormally low uh, for the last stretch, which I would never bank on happening with that team, and that uh, scares me a little bit. But probably we might won't have the number here. We'll see. It it, it depends or nothing for me. I think. Um, I could also see this being a good three-way tie call. 
especially, I mean, you could just play that on any stars game because that's all they do is just weasel <laughs> yeah. it to overtime and then see what they can do there. And to talk quick about that, because this is getting a lot of traction when I see, like I saw some people being like, oh, the Flames should be even further down the standings though because all they have is these loser points. And it's like that getting rid of the loser point would compound the problem. It'd be a right. shit show if you take it out because then the teams that are nasty at shootouts and three on three become the best teams in the league where and Calgary becomes like Arizona. So I think that thinking is pretty dumb. The system that makes sense is a three point regulation win. In my opinion, that that would be awesome. And I know the league doesn't want to get rid of the false parity, but it would be fun in these playoff chases too, being like, okay, well, this team could beat them in regulation game, pick up three, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, that's conversation for another day, I suppose. Uh, my anytime goal scorer here, I, I mean, Jamie Ben's been hilarious this season. It's not like that a was bounce. a cross check before the goal. Also, yeah, the but- other night, I was like, oh, oh come on. He he might get away with more than anybody in the league. Oh, uh, he's he's like one of those guys you love if he's on your team. Exactly. I used to love Ben, and then now I'm kind of like a little tired of it. And not he's on so. he's on a heater right now. Um, so maybe the the number might be short. But the Penguins' defense has just been so poor lately that um, and I don't want to the the prices are going to be so much uh shorter on you know Pavelski and Robertson and. Uh, that first line. So you could still probably find some value on Ben despite his hot streak. He's got five goals in his last eight games, five goals, 10 assists for 15 points uh, and ch- 24 shots. So he's getting like three off a game. And um, like I said, the Penguins defense is just one I want to try to pick on here. So I'll throw Ben in there uh, as a. I'd keep an eye on Wyatt Johnson's price too. Yeah. He's, like he's, 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 he's looking really good still. 21 on the season for for the rookie. Yeah, so I actually let's let's do it that way. Like whoever between the two of them, if Wyatt Johnston is, you know, a significantly longer price, I would go with him uh over Ben. Sharks and, and Canucks. Yikes. Uh plus 140 San Jose in Vancouver. Uh, Shark, uh the Canucks are minus 165. Uh I've got nothing from a game level here. I do expect the the Canucks to kind of keep their role going. No interest for me. Yeah, I agree. I'll be rooting for the the Sharks to win because they might finish dead last, and we know we need them to avoid that. I think this could be a good prop game. And, and two that I've got my eye on, I think Hurdle three shots will probably be a pretty reasonable one. He stood out a lot versus Edmonton, and he's kind of been almost – it seems like he's almost been thriving more since the deadline. So I like that. I think the other one, if you can get like a super crazy number on Martin Kaut – he yeah. is on the top line and the Canucks give up a lot of goals. We'll see, especially if it's not Demko, it'll probably be Demko, but I don't think they're, you know, trying to overwork him down the stretch here. So that's something to keep in mind for sure. Yeah. I like Cout. Um, the Sharks are also, they're in a spot where they, they got to see what they got out of him. You know, he's a former first round pick from the Avalanche and, and he was sent down to, to the Barracuda for a little bit. Now he's back up on the first line. So uh, I think that, it's probably a good shout. Will be a big price, so we'll throw him in there. Uh, yeah, Sharks fans got a little bit of fun out of that little Eklund stint, and and I was yeah. down because of the ELC rules. But that I, was you know what's a point you know of excitement for the Sharks. My favorite thing about Cout. This is a, a little off topic, but when Josh Hosan came up to the Islanders, he wore number sixty six, and Mario Lemieux had a conniption about it. Kind of you back channeled to the Islanders that he was pissed that someone was wearing his number. Um came up in one classic hockey fight 
whether or not someone should do it. But I love that Cat wears 87. I just think it's hilarious that this guy's wearing 87 on the Sharks. Um, I'm not that I not that I don't even know if Sidney Crosby would notice that someone else is wearing 87 in the league and care or whatever. But I just I think it's so great someone else is wearing 87. Um, it it looks so funny. So go Martin, get us a goal on on uh, Thursday night. Uh, all right, last game before we get to top shelf bets. Uh, Winnipeg, by the skin of their teeth, got two points against the Arizona Coyotes at home. The Jets were on Tuesday night to keep pace in this Western Conference race. That's just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this Jets team because they're feeling they like the bad. they and they feel like it's so it's 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 very much like uh this 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 race between them, the Flames, and the Predators. All three teams are so different. In the way that they're going right now, uh, Winnipeg's just like pl- playing poorly and and just barely getting results when they when they get them. They're five four and one in the last ten. Then you got the Flames, who we've you know covered ad nauseum, uh, and then the Predators are kind of just you know a roller coaster with with this AHL lineup and Saros and um, I've got no interest in laying minus two twenty on Winnipeg and Anaheim, and I don't really want to back the Ducks, but. Should we just bet Kyle Connor again and, and watch him not score? That's, well, that's what I was going to say is I'll happily admit when a bet is bad. And that Connor bet was awful because he was irrelevant. He didn't do anything. He had six power plays. I was like, if all right, you they got just power watched play. him play that game. You would have been like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he didn't stand out at all. Is um, he hurt? I, like, what is going I don't on? know. Because he's not because shooting. That, but that's the thing I was going to say is I'm not going to do it which means you probably should do it again because just like Tyler Bertuzzi and a number of of others, it's the time you quit. But I just thought he didn't look right. He didn't look noticeable. And yes, a lot of players go to Anaheim and get right. (laughs) Like we saw it with Mangiapane finally break getting off the schneid in uh, Anaheim, but he doesn't look right. And this Jets team, I wonder if part of it, like they're, they're changing the top six so much. I can't even keep up with the lines They've got Ehlers back on the top line. I don't know. I heard on uh, the PDO cast that Ehlers was still averaging ninth in forward usage as of like the trade deadline on the Jets. Like that is bananas. You can't tell me any argument for that. Like it doesn't make sense at all. And he's a winger. Like you don't, no winger is that detrimental in their own zone unless they're an absolute joke that they can just, that you can be that talented of a scorer and need to worry about playing them like that far down the lineup you know what i mean so i i I don't think the jets look right maybe they will have a big night because it's anaheim but i'm just a little scared of this team right now and yeah like that second period they're really lucky they had i guess the one positive you could say from that game was that hellebuck was sharp because he's kind of hit a bit of a wall lately but yeah the jets are a little scary to me They, they look like probably the team you want to face if you get into the playoffs them and uh probably the kraken i think which are the wild card teams but i think yeah. it, it looks like you're actually hey, look at gary's it. system it looks like you're getting a bit of a reward if you finish spinning, it, spinning them out right so um maybe nino nita rider is interesting I, I, uh well, yeah he's been great shout out to nino yeah because he's not been What's the problem the, his number uh should be a little bit longer than a couple of the other guys, but he, I mean, he's, he's shooting the puck uh, enough to, to justify a play, but um, so we can make Niederreiter the, the fifth of the five legs, making it Vrana, Barbashev, probably Wyatt Johnson, Martin Kaut and uh, Nino Kaut should be the, the big long shot that drives that price up. So 
Go on, Martin. Uh, with that, let's mm-hmm. move to top shelf bets. Uh, our favorite bets for Thursday night. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I'll go first. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Florida Panthers. It's a pick em, minus 110 each way in Florida. The over-under seven. I like the Cats here. I need the Maple Leafs to win for for my Islanders. It's It was a lot of fun. You know, being in the bear pit at, at Belmont yesterday, going nuts uh, uh, with the Leafs in town and John Tavares back in town again, and uh, then having to turn around and root for them a couple of days later. Uh, but that's my fan. Well, that was the way fan. to do it, though. Hum- yeah. Humiliate them and then, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but from a betting standpoint, I think that the number on Florida is good enough, and uh, you might be selling really low here on on Toronto it does seem that way but the matchup is what I'm more interested in than anything else it's uh the, the Maple Leafs are really struggling to prevent scoring chances uh, of of some quality right now and whether that's because of the trades and the constant rotation or what it whatever it is maybe it's just the team's just not as engaged because they haven't really played any meaningful hockey in so long um once again in a regular season I don't know but the Panthers are creating a ton. They are leading, basically leading the NHL in every scoring chance metric you'll look at over the past few weeks. So uh, this Panthers team is starting to look a little bit like the one we saw last year with a little bit of like a tighter, more responsible defensive game. So I like the Cats uh, in a pick here. I would I would play it even a little bit long if they end up closing as like a minus 120 favorite too. So I'll take Florida as my favorite bet. Yeah, I'm a little afraid of Florida. We talked about how I thought that... Um playing that i thought in the islanders game i thought that you didn't want to bet on toronto that it was the islanders or nothing because of all the shakiness that's gone on but i kind of am starting to think like this number at minus 120 i think is kind of giving a lot of respect to the leaf struggles which scares me a little bit maybe they bounce back i kind of thought early on in the islanders game too things could have gone a lot better before they went off the rails so i'm a little scared that we're kind of getting like the adjusted number and that this is the game that maybe Toronto starts to sort it out so that that scares me a little bit and it'll be a super fun game like chances are I'll probably review my favorite props and post a couple because when you talk about a game between these teams right now like probably 35 shots a piece three goals a piece is pretty reasonable I saw the over-unders seven and a half some places so yeah um yeah I I think it'll be a really fun game but that's kind of my my fear with that but yeah like you said toronto hasn't looked the same since no. the deadline uh yeah they were really good defensively for an entire season and then changed everybody on their defense and now they're not so weird um and in a weird way like it's it, you, we have so many questions about the lightning and then you have the questions about the leafs and they're not the same exact questions but the kind of general theme is the same it's when the playoffs start and they step on the ice for game one against one one another like which team snap will snap back into form. Right. And like, to be fair, cause I've seen the deep dive. I know the athletic did a deep dive on uh, how much form matters entering the playoffs. Everyone probably remembers that Tampa lost. Was it six in a row or six of seven or seven in a row prior to the one cup entering the playoffs. And then game one started and they were back. They knew what they're doing. So it's a little tough to gauge like kind of what's going on with these teams toronto doesn't they're not playing for a lot they're trying a different right. defensive lineup every single night but i, I, w- I would say i would give both of them the benefit of the doubt in the situation where it's like i think we'll just see a better level from both of them because yes. i love like, the fan you... jersey on the ice what, what's that 
I was saying I love the jersey on the ice. Oh, at the, at the island. I again? know. I always oh. think when someone does that, because someone did that when Tampa lost to Calgary this year too. I always think that that is someone who must have like bet the house on Toronto. Because are you that pissed that they lost that game? Like if How they lose in round one this was... year and you do it, fine. But... Right. It was great that it happened on the island. So it wasn't in Toronto, first of all. So it's not I many Leafs jerseys. Probably part of it was that. Yeah, he was exactly. So this guy's probably hearing, it pretty hearing, bad. hearing it pretty tough uh but what if i i mean i i'm in the states so i wouldn't know but i don't know about if if, if i'm wrong when i'm saying this i didn't get as much like when when someone throws a jersey on the ice canada stops for a couple of days like they oh, stopped no, that, that made the rounds that, okay good that clip it, i didn't like, notice it really much on twitter and i was like hmm, i wonder why this is not going around but uh you have too many leafs people muted i think i think that's probably what it is <laughs> um <laughs> and, but it was a, a hell of a night uh at UBS Arena, Elias uh, Sorokin, the Islanders, man, you don't want to play this team in the playoffs, I don't think, because you just don't want to play that goalie in the playoffs. Uh, all right, your your favorite bet for Thursday night? Yeah, so I'm a little. This is kind of just my lean. I think the Kraken could be a good play if uh, Yossi sits. That'll kind of be the deal breaker for me. If the number holds where it is, that's kind of just enough that I'm scared off. Nashville made us look bad, or maybe not even us, but I had personally bet on Buffalo in that game. I thought it was a bit of a get right spot. But I still just can't see this talent from Nashville um, keeping this up going forward. And I really thought Buffalo beat themselves in that contest. That was like a perfect example. If you wanted to like put a coaching to reel together of why everyone just does their job on the ice. I know this is like a classic cliche in every sport, but that's why you just do what you have to do. Because once that game got out of reach, it was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen with just guys all over the place and just a mess. So I didn't necessarily think it was like an overly impressive performance from Nashville. It was just kind of like a, a shitty game. And I think eventually, like, I like Novak, I like Evangelista, but I don't think, like, those are the kinds of players the Kraken have like 12 of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think eventually, like, the depth is going to shine through. Saros is a massive edge, and he's kind of like the X factor in, in this game. But I still just think this should be a spot where Seattle is able to really tilt the ice. So... I think I like the Kraken enough if Yossi's gonna gonna sit to play them down to minus one forty. Um, and to throw a shout out before we're done, I'm interested to see where that Devils number is versus Buffalo Friday. Like maybe Buffalo cleans it up, but that was freaking ugly, and they've had some really bad games yeah. lately. So New Jersey seems like the perfect team to present all the problems for Buffalo right now. So that could be one where like maybe you want to attack some Devils player props. Maybe you want to attack the Devils in some sort of a puck line. I think that could be a really tough matchup for Buffalo right now. Yeah, the Sabres, man. Holy Yikes. crap. Yeah. They went from like a trendy playoff team that I thought could go there. And they've got a lot of guys who are like, you know, playing the first 82 game season and, and that sort of thing. A lot of young guys, but like it has gotten so bad. Maybe there's a dead cat bounce or something, but it seems like kind of once they've basically said they're out of the playoff race, they've just completely hit the ground and now they look like a they look like a team that really is what odds makers thought they were going to be at the start of the year recently yeah uh they come to the ubs arena on on saturday so hopefully they they don't have any bounce yet um all right so that will wrap it up for this episode of line change uh at the top our favorite underdogs were chicago uh, against washington and you liked uh, our man jacob frana as an anytime goal scorer Verana is the first leg in our five-leg. Anytime goal scorer round robin along with Ivan Barbashev, Wyatt Johnston, 
Martin Kaut of the San Jose Sharks and Nino Niederreiter of the Jets uh, and our favorite bets, Florida, minus 110 against the Leafs and the Seattle Kraken against the Nashville Predators. Yes, and you know what? I'll Quick last note, too. I think one, so one of our guys was Garyanov on uh, Tuesday. I try my yep. best to always update with the app. I wouldn't have played Garyanov if I had considered that Kirby Doc was going to come back into the game. So we try our best to always have the most prominent, up-to-date information on this show, but sometimes those things slip through. So, you know, if you see something like that that you think, you know, is a problem with it, obviously uh, use your own discretion. Yeah, we're trying to lead you to water. We're not going to drink the water for you. Not that you'd want us to anyways. Um, all right, well, that will wrap it up. Great PSA at the end. For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. Yeah, say that ultimately yeah. we, we don't take yeah. any fault. Yeah, it's not our fault. <laughs> this isn't us. We're just we're just we're just here to talk. You make your own decisions. It's never our fault. Never blame us. And Fine. you know what? People tweet interesting stuff at me. So I like that, you know, when it's not negative, you miss this stupid like blah blah yeah. blah, that kind of stuff. But I, I do get people who reach out with like prices and stuff like that and i love that usually it's really helpful i'll and i'll, see, I'll notice it secondhand like, from you like people some someone can't find you on twitter or something and they'll say like i heard nick say this and, and then they'll dm me and i'll say well here's his you know his twitter account or whatever um yeah we love the positive feedback so you know if you ever reach out with any of that or good negative feedback. Fun. good negative is great like if we screw up and say like you know beck ariana he's gonna be on the top line and tuesday morning you see first thing like doc's back that's awesome like to let people know that right so um yeah i guess that's 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 it we'll be back again next week um hopefully or or we won't if this round robin hits and martin couch like you know <laughs> seven to one anytime goal scorer and all five hit that'd be great uh nick for nick martin i'm michael Leboff. uh good luck with all your bets we'll see you again monday night or tuesday morning Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.